Hello and welcome. This is Melissa Giles, Portfolio Manager with Americana Partners. Welcome to another episode of our podcast. I'll be reviewing the September market commentary provided by David M. Darst, Chief Investment Officer with Americana Partners. If you'd like a full copy of the report, please visit our website at www.americanapartners.com and request to join our distribution list. The first section I'll be covering is general market observations. In markets such as these, we will start with a quote from the legendarily successful global money manager Sir John Templeton, born 1912 and died in 2008. Bull markets are born on pessimism, grow on skepticism, mature on optimism, and die on euphoria. Equity investors right now could be classified as nowhere near euphoria. Instead, investors are fluctuating between skepticism and slight degrees of optimism. On the one hand, they are optimistically focusing on the fact that the S&P 500's closing on Friday, September 20th at 2,992.07, the S&P 500 has gained positive 19.4% year-to-date in price terms alone. The S&P 500 is less than 1.5% below its record high. On the other hand, investors are skeptically focusing on the fact that the S&P 500 is essentially flat over the 20 months stretching back to January 1, 2018. In contrast and of importance, keep in mind that bond investors are in the euphoric stage, following a 38-year bull market in bonds with declining yields and increasingly elevated bond prices. Bond investors also believing that yields can keep going lower and lower, As bond prices continue to rise, the limited population of bond bearers have been disparaged, discredited, or totally ignored, adding to the complexity and confusion of investing in the post-2000 era, investors are having to deal with new actors, new structures, and new events. Let's review a few examples of each of these. New actors include exchange-traded funds, high-frequency traders, and sovereign wealth funds. New structures include dark pools, algorithmic-driven investing, and e-commerce, which meaningfully affects retailers and commercial real estate markets. New events include the likelihood, timing, and effects of Brexit on the United Kingdom and Europe, the length, severity, and long-term ramifications of the U.S.-China tariff, and trade disputes, increasing geopolitical tensions associated with responses to the attack on the Saudi oil infrastructure in Abcake, and the pervasive influence of social networks on elections, individual and corporate branding, business value creation and destruction, and not least, societal dynamics. With memory still fresh of the twin traumas of the 1999-2000.com bust and the 2008-2009 great financial crisis, it's not that difficult to comprehend how investors have come to assume that the next economic recession and market sell-off will be severe much like a parent vividly remembers and fears the return of their child's pneumonia from several years ago each time the child comes down with nothing more than a cold. This concludes the general market observations. Next, the economy and corporate profits. Given the effects of tariffs and trade disputes on global economic activity, the International Monetary Fund is forecasting a continued deceleration in global economic activity. 3.8% in 2017, 3.6% in 2018, 3.2% in 2019, and an estimated 2.7% in 2020, with a meager 2.5% real global GDP growth representing one of the International Monetary Fund's 
unofficial definitions of a global recession. The U.S. economic expansion has been primarily driven by underlying strength in the labor market, featuring gains in average hourly earnings, positive 3.2% year-over-year in August, which in turn tends to boost consumer confidence, leading to robust consumer spending. Confirming and explaining this recent consumer strength, the U.S. Department of Commerce Bureau of Economic Analysis recently substantially revised upward its employee compensation data to positive 4.5% in 2017 and positive 5% in 2018, with continued strong gains for the first half of 2019. Weakness has been registered in exports, in part due to the persistently strong dollar and in part due to the tariff disputes. In the CAS Freight Shipments Index of Transportation and Logistics, volume and pricing in truck, rail, waterborne, and air freight, in manufacturing activity, in inventory investment, and somewhat worryingly, in corporate capital spending on software, research and development, equipment, and structures. Financial markets have reflected concerns that softness in purchasing managers' indices may lead corporations to one, to reduce the number of hours worked by employees, then two, to cut back on temporary workers and new hires, and finally, three, to begin laying off workers, which would hurt consumer confidence and lead consumers to retrench, tipping the economy into outright recession. Europe has been growing at a very slow pace, and China's retail sales, fixed asset investment, industrial production, imports, and exports have all been in a downward trend, confirmed by softness in what is referred to as a Li Keqiang Index, which is named for the current premier of China. The index measures electricity consumption, bank loans dispersed, and rail freight volume. According to FactSet and Refinitiv, as of September 20, with full-year 2019 S&P 500 profits estimated to grow positive 1.3%, and calendar year 2020 S&P 500 profits estimated to grow positive 5.6%, the quarterly progression of year-over-year profit comparisons is first quarter 2019 negative 0.4%, second quarter 2019 negative 0.4%, third quarter 2019 earnings growth of negative 3.8%, fourth quarter 2019 earnings growth of positive 3%, first quarter 2020 earnings growth of positive 5.4%, and second quarter 2020 earnings growth of positive 6.3%. With the global economy slowing and nascent signs of softening in U.S. economic activity, investors in financial markets will be intensely focused on the realism and achievability of fourth quarter, first quarter, and second quarter earnings estimates in the comments of CEOs and CFOs throughout the third quarter earnings results announced on corporate earnings conference calls beginning in mid-October. As much as Fed policy, the domestic political zeitgeist, the course of U.S.-China trade talks, and the degree of geopolitical stability, the earnings outlook will be one of the most important and perhaps the critical determinants of the direction of equity prices over the next 12 months. Moving on to interest rates and monetary policy. While at least seven of the ten recessions since 1953 have been preceded by a yield curve inversion, primarily associated with the Fed's tightening short-term interest rates above long-term rates, it is important to remember that not every yield curve inversion has been followed by a recession. 
Two notably false recession flags occurred in 1965 and mid-1998 when the yield curve inverted but no recession ensued. On average, it takes approximately 14 to 24 months from the onset of a sustained more than a few days or a few weeks yield curve inversion until the onset of an economic recession, during which the average return on the S&P 500 has been positive 15%. Minutes from the July 30, 31st Federal Open Markets Committee meeting have highlighted dissenting views on the decision to cut interest rates by 25 basis points. Two FOMC members wanted to cut interest rates by 50 basis points, citing the fact that some other major central banks were easing, while some other FOMC members wanted to hold rates steady and have no policy rate cut at all, instead emphasizing the fundamentally compelling need for the legislative and executive branches to pursue restructuring and other fiscal stimulus. The Fed and monetary policy cannot do it all and also pointing to the risk of creating dangerous asset bubbles and, afterward, financial instability. Additional dissension emerged from the September 17th-18th FOMC meeting at which the policy interest rate was reduced by 25 basis points to 1.75% to 2%, two governors expressed a preference for no interest rate cut, and another governor wanted policy rates decreased 50 basis points. While the Fed has stopped reducing the size of its $3.8 trillion balance sheet as long as the Fed presses onward with reinvesting the coupons and maturing securities from its existing portfolio, they are in fact continuing to pursue quantitative easing. In addition, on Thursday, September 12th, the European Central Bank delivered an easing package of 10 basis points to further policy rate cuts and a restarting of Eurozone quantitative easing at a pace of 20 billion euros per month, with no specified termination date for this round of QE. Aside from supply-demand factors, a technical source of U.S. Treasury securities buying has come from securities dealers and other investors who have been purchasing Treasury notes and bonds to hedge and offset the losses on their positions in mortgage-backed securities that have now been suffering price declines and maturing early due to low interest rates causing homeowners to pay off their mortgages early and refinance. As of September 23rd, Fed Funds futures markets were pricing in the following probabilities of a sequence of 25 basis point policy interest rate cuts in each of the two remaining 2019 FOMC meetings. October 29th and 30th, 56%, meaning two sequential rate cuts, and December 10th, 11th, 20%, meaning three sequential rate cuts. Let's now cover portfolio positioning. Our call maintains that U.S. equities are currently reflecting and demonstrating cyclically corrective bearish market moves that are likely to be followed by cyclical rallying movements in an up and down pattern that could persist for several more years in an extended range-bound pattern. Significant corrections have already occurred last year and or earlier this year in cryptocurrencies, emerging market bonds, emerging market currencies, emerging market equities in Turkey, in Argentina, and particularly in China, especially Chinese technology stocks including Baidu, Alibaba, and Tencent. 
copper prices, high-yield bonds, and banking transportation and small mid-cap stocks, which, in a vivid demonstration of the seesawing action in equity prices, began rallying in early September. U.S. equities are likely to continue trading in a multi-year range featuring unremitting volatility, subnormal returns, and increasing sectoral dispersion of returns, with the high end of the range for the S&P 500 index somewhere between 3,000 and 3,300, and the low end of the range for the S&P 500 somewhere between 2,400 and 2,600. Equity prices appear, in fact, to be embedded within a secular bull market whose next major upswing may eventually have to be driven by abandonment of memories of the severe bear markets of 2000-2001 and 2008-2009, replaced at some point by engaged and ambitious investor enthusiasm over 5G, artificial intelligence, robotics, machine learning, 3D printing, the Internet of Things, biotechnology breakthroughs, and other positive developments. With 2018 S&P 500 earnings coming in at 161 per share owing to the late 2017 tax cut, which took effect in 2018, they were up positive 22% in 2018 versus 2017. Some preliminary year-end 2020 price targets for the S&P 500 are at the bear case low end, 2,457 based on the 2021 earnings of 166 and a price earnings multiple at 14.8 times. At the bull case high end, 3,382 based on 2021 earnings of 190 and PE multiple at 17.8 times and the base case 2,901 based on 2021 earnings of 178 and a P.E. multiple at 16.3 times, not a higher P.E. ratio than this level because the likelihood of anemic revenue growth, peaking profit margins, and continuing trade tensions. Investors should consider the expected rhetoric and policy proposals directed toward technology and healthcare industries and companies in the months leading up to the 59th quadrennial U.S. presidential elections on Tuesday, November 3, 2020. Consideration should also be given to reducing exposure to sectors and companies with elevated valuations and maintaining adequate cash levels to deploy on a disciplined basis during significant downside moves in asset prices and or when sufficient trend clarity emerges. Investors should ask themselves what they would do if prices fell negative 20 or 25%, and if that would cause them to begin selling, they should trim positions somewhat now and hold adequate liquidity reserves to deploy in such a market sell-off. Some investors, but not all, will want to consider costs and benefits of hedging and risk management strategies to offset downside movements in asset prices. Downside risks to our call include one or more of further erosion of profit margins due to falling rates of revenue growth, rising labor costs, and more expensive tariff-driven sourcing and logistics, an over-reliance on and market performance concentration in the technology sector, political and or geopolitical instability such as regional confrontations causing a sustained spike in oil prices that bring on a 1973, 1979, or 1990 style recession, 
nationalistic legislation against globalization and the transnational free flow of capital, goods, ideas, and people, and populist initiatives that boost taxes, increase corporate regulation, and split up companies with dominant market positions. Potential upside catalysts include one or more of a substantial resolution of U.S.-China trade issues possibly associated with an improved tone to their bilateral relationship, constructive comments and guidance from CEOs and CFOs concerning the revenue and earnings outlook for 2020, conclusively peaking investor bearishness in investor surveys confirming a cyclical bottoming in equity prices, sizable infrastructure investment initiatives supported by both parties in Congress, and considerably improved C-suite confidence leading to a consequential pickup in capital spending. For now, we emphasize cautious positioning for portfolios that feature all-weather characteristics with a focus on defensive and non-correlated sectors and companies with balance sheet and financial strength, franchise defensibility, stable, less volatile revenue and profit growth, adequate dividend coverage, pricing power, and profit margin protection with judicious, highly selective additions to risk assets. This concludes our September market commentary by David M. Darst. David is Americana Partners Chief Investment Officer. We are available to answer questions you may have regarding the topics discussed. If you'd like a full copy of the report, please visit our website at www.americanapartners.com and request to join our distribution list. Thank you for listening. This is Melissa Giles, Portfolio Manager with Americana Partners. Stay invested. Important disclaimers and disclosures. Americana Partners LLC is a registered investment advisor with the Securities and Exchange Commission. A copy of Americana Partners' current written disclosure statement discussing our advisor services and fees is available for your review upon request. Due to factors including changing market conditions and or applicable laws, content may no longer be reflective of current opinions or positions. This podcast does not constitute an offer of securities for sale or solicitation of an offer to purchase a security. This material is proprietary and may not be reproduced, transferred, modified, or distributed in any form without prior written permission from Americana Partners LLC. Americana reserves the right at any time and without notice to amend or cease publication of the information contained herein. Certain of the information contained herein has been obtained from third-party sources and has not been independently verified. It is made available on an as-is basis without warranty. Any strategies or investment programs described in this presentation are provided for educational purposes only and are not necessarily indicative of securities offered for sale or private placement offerings available to any investor. The views expressed in the reference materials are subject to change based on market and other conditions. This document contains certain statements that may be deemed forward-looking statements. Please note that any such statements are not guarantees of any future performance. Actual results or developments may differ materially from those projected. Any projections, market outlooks, or estimates are based upon certain assumptions and should 
should not be construed as indicative of actual events that will occur. Historical performance results for investment indices and or product benchmarks have been provided for general comparison purposes only and do not include the charges that might be incurred in an actual portfolio, such as transaction and or custodial charges, investment management fees, or the impact of taxes, the incurrence of which would have the effect of decreasing historical performance results.